deep and a half looking and looking. Gets it into Koenig. Right side shooting for the win. Got it! Got it! Watson Koenig at the buzzer! Welcome to Guarded Optimism, a Wisconsin Badgers basketball podcast with your hosts, Kyle Ashour and Kurt Hogue. And welcome to episode 7 of Guarded Optimism from scenic Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where it is cold as all heck. I'm Kyle Ashower. And from, all, as always, in Madison is our young Kurt Hogue. Kurt, how are you doing this Tuesday night? Uh, Kyle, I'm doing well. Did you know that opponents are shooting 75.2% from the free throw line against the Badgers, which ranks 324th out of 351 teams? I, and I presume that means... That is bad. That That is a bad stat. That's a very good free throw percentage for them. Yes, And a very bad for one us. for the Badgers. Which, um, if, we, if people say that three-point shooting against is luck, I presume that free throw shooting against is also incredibly lucky. Nope, that's skill. That is all skill, Kurt. Okay. Yeah. The, Badgers are, the Badgers are putting the wrong people on the line. <laughs> I heard it here. Heard it here first, folks. The Badgers are also putting the wrong people on the line, as evidenced by their 67% free throw shooting percentage. Although we can probably just blame Ethan Happ for that one. Um, we could, yeah. I mean, we could blame Ethan Happ for that. Um, <laughs> we, Nigel Hayes is shooting 62%, and he goes to the line more than most human beings. Yes, and then they're good free throw shooters, uh, Showalter and Koenig, Charles and also Thomas. Vito, and, and Vito Brown as well. Charles Thomas has shot more free throws than Bronson Koenig has this season. Wow, Charles Thomas is 15 for 17. He is. Wow, those guys don't go to the line very much, even though Charles Thomas has a pretty high free throw rate. So, Well, when you don't play that much, though. Yes, which we'll get into. Yes. That, that's, a, that's a little bit of a teaser in the, for those of you in the show business. The, the guarded optimism teaser, everyone's yes. favorite. Yes. <laughs> so, last weekend the Badgers played a basketball game. Uh, I would say it went well for the fans of one team and not so well for the fans of the other team. Kurt, what happened last weekend? Um, well, I would love to tell you, however, because I was at Marquette covering the game, right? Yeah. But I couldn't see the game. That, how does the, that doesn't, what? I, I agree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, myself and the Scotty Sports Talk um, beat writer were sitting courtside and kind of in a corner and the first the first two rows if you think about a bucks game those two courtside rows on the end of the court yep i I, i've i actually have gone to about a bucks game and sat kind of in those courtside seats and see like those media spots and it's a weird angle so yeah it is a weird angle especially when those seats have people that are students and stand up oh boy that's bad so i watched on the jumbotron but um the badgers looked very good kyle that's yes. That is what happened. That is what happened. The Badgers over, overcame a small first half deficit and mm-hmm. won by a hefty nine points against yes. their in-state quote-unquote rivals, Marquette. Yes, and um, there was a lot, to, a lot of talk about from it. I think the main takeaway um, would probably either have to be Khalil Iverson or the rotation. Um, so we could. Why don't you throw out that the question that we received? Okay. So earlier this afternoon, 
we had posted just a general like, hey, shoot us with some, some with, just shoot us with some stuff. What do you got? What's on your mind? And our lovely friend Neil Olson pinged us and asked us if there is any kind of story that could develop from the fact that Jordan Hill, uh, Alex Elkanen, and Andy Van Vliet got zero playing time last Saturday. In fact, only eight players got playing time against Marquette, and Charles Thomas only had seven minutes. It was more or less a seven-man rotation for the majority of the game last weekend, and that's even considering the fact that Ethan Happ basically didn't play the first half because of those two early fouls. So, I guess it's weird seeing a Badgers team with presumably as short of a rotation as what they showed on Saturday, especially in the regular season. I mean, we've seen tournament teams where they'll go down to seven, eight deep just because it's win or go home, but I don't think that a Saturday afternoon Marquette game in the middle of December is a win or go home game. I I have trouble reconciling kind of what happened there. Do you, I mean, do you have any insight with that? Uh, yeah, so I was talking about this um, with one of the other other guys that was there, and it, and to us, at least at the time, it was in in the midst of the game. We were thinking, oh, this really is indicative of, of who Greg Gard wants in the game, in this type of game. I mean, think about it. Ethan Happ went down in the first half and played two minutes, and they still didn't use Alex Illikanen. Not say not saying that Alex Illikanen is stuck in that doghouse. Um, but it's it's pretty clear that right now in a game like that one where they're down to Marquette in a close game in a road environment that he he just didn't feel comfortable going with Illicanan and I think that's I I don't I feel comfortable saying that that's exactly what it was. So okay, <clears throat> I wonder if Illicanan just isn't providing what Guard wants him to provide because if, if we're looking at the game logs. Up through Maui, Illocanon had played roughly 16 minutes a game, 17 minutes a game, with with outputs of 14 minutes against Georgetown and North Carolina, and those being the lowest. Since they got back from Maui, they've played five, there's been five games. He has not seen double-digit minutes in any of those games, and he has scored a combined one point in 25 minutes. Man. Yeah, and it's 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 uh, it's a far fall from in preseason practices when he was the first guy off the bench, and then it was Iverson. Yeah, it's, and now Iverson's logging twenty minutes every game. Not I mean, every but, game, but 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 Iverson in the big ones. But it, it's hard to fault Iverson just taking up so many minutes, considering just how good he's been this season. And I I I'm the one I'm Kyle, I've been the one that has been advocating for Khalil Iverson in the starting lineup. So yeah, you're, you're preaching to the choir there. But no minutes. It's an 8 minute be- an 8 sorry, an 8 man bench from Wisconsin. Dang. Dang Here's the man, thing. Son. I was totally okay with it. And well, I still am. But okay, so it, now in the Green Bay game, Illicane will probably play like I mean if all goes according to plan, He'll probably play about 12 minutes, 10 to 12 can, minutes. I can see that. But you know what? Okay, so what worries me about an eight-man bench is that come January, when Wisconsin's playing against Michigan State, Michigan, Indiana, Purdue, Ohio State, those teams, and they're playing 
three games in ten days or whatever against legitimate quality opponents in hostile in hostile environments. Not to say that the BMO Harris Bradley Center is not a hostile environment. Hey, it was it was one of the the rowdier road environments they'll play in this year. I'll say that. Yeah, no, no doubt. But they get up for that game. But they had cupcakes before, and they have cupcakes after. And so you can kind of play with a shorter bench because you, you're you able to rest your guys a little bit more due to the fact that they're not playing against such high-quality opponents day in and day out. So maybe there's a little bit of that going on, but if I'm seeing an eight-man bunch... Sorry. If I'm seeing an eight-man bench against... Well, okay, maybe if we see an eight-man bench against Rutgers, that doesn't count. Well... I don't know. This would be the game where they definitely go to more than eight men. Well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. But like Indiana and Purdue are the first two games after January one, both on the road, and they're gonna you're gonna have to play ten, eleven men probably in those games to have a shot at winning. If only because some I don't know, I don't know. It's it's weird be, seeing a team that I root for have such a short bench. I mean, t- teams have done this successfully in the past. I mean, Duke teams are his, or not Duke teams. North Carolina teams are historically shallow benches. For I don't for whatever reason, I don't understand why Roy Williams plays such a short bench, but they still succeed. So maybe can Wisconsin succeed with seven men off the bench and then Charles Thomas playing filler minutes? Basically, I mean, I think so. I think this. I think we disagree on this a little bit because you saw it be very successful against Marquette. And Ethan Hat played 18 minutes. So that was the game where they would have gone to Ilkanen. And I, I think Jordan Hill will get will get his – his. he's not – I don't think he, any of those guys are just banished to the bench. But there was a clear purpose why Guard did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Trice, in all fairness, didn't have nearly his best game as a Badger. I mean, he, he, he was good. He was all right. Um, but not as spectacular as he's often been, and Jordan Hill still didn't play. So I think in the in that those that Indiana road game, that Purdue road game, those 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 two games over five days. Yep. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Ilkanen and Hill have been worked back into the rotation. But um, let's see, they're currently averaging twenty three and twenty eight percent of the team's minutes. Those numbers probably will drop for the rest of the year. Yep. If I had to guess, I'm fine with that. I guess I'm wondering if I'm arguing for depth for depth's sake. Yeah. And not just depth for quality's sake. Which may, maybe I'll have to recon, reconsider my, my my stance on this. But I don't know. I, I think it's I, it's something definitely we're gonna watch moving forward because I think it's a very big deal. As we get into mid-February, and we don't want guys with tired legs ending up with a losing stri- losing streak of like three and five games or whatever against marginal competition. So right, right, you do, and and you don't want to overwork him. And I think Guard's been very good at not overworking the guys. I mean, Nigel Hayes like often just doesn't play mm-hmm. significant minutes in in these games. So we yeah. will see coming come the Green Bay game tomorrow. Yes, yes, we will. Um, the other takeaway from this game was just Khalil Iverson doing Khalil Iverson things, wouldn't you say? Yeah, the assertiveness on offense, um, the just, 
Um, he's a savage on defense. I mean, he it's he's more athletic than everybody, and he's all of a sudden got these great instincts now, and he's swatting shots from the from from help defense off the backboard. He's there was one play where he closed out on a guy. He came over on the rotation. He closed out too hard, so the shooter pump faked and dribbled past him and then he pulls up for a deep two and Iverson after just getting getting beat on the pump fake just swats the guy from behind and on a play he had no business swatting the guy like it was just impressive weird weird fun fact Khalil Iverson's uh the most minutes he's ever played for Wisconsin in, in a single game did not happen this season surprisingly it was that Illinois game wasn't it it Kyle? was the Illinois game he was the MVP of that game with seventeen or with ten points in thirty minutes. So that's a fun fact. I think his best game though was still on Saturday. Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, absolutely, his best game was on Saturday. And he knocked down an open three. Uh oh. I mean, so that was his first made three of the season too. Congrats. Yeah. Hasn't taken many if I if I'm thinking correctly. Why did he only play five minutes against Syracuse? Um, Khalil. Yeah, was there like a reason for that? Because... Trying to think through. Showalter, if I remember correctly, was playing very well, and the Badgers went small early in the game, and it didn't work. So that might have been as much of a byproduct of wanting to get Showalter out there as um, banishing Khalil. That yeah. I mean, I I said after the game that I wanted to see more Khalil, but. Oh. But against the Syracuse zone, maybe the shooting of Showalter. That could be. And the ball movement were key, even though I think Iverson can do enough against the zone, even though he's not a shooting threat. It is That is confusing, Kyle. It is. It is very, it is very confusing. I am... I mean, and, and we, I mean, we pointed it out last week when we talked about the game, but, like, just thinking about it again just confuses me. It puzzles me. You know what else is confusing, Kyle? What? This whole rivalry with Marquette, I'm but confused. There, but there's no rivalry. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, well, what, there there seems to be a a demographic that believes it's a rivalry. Would you say that that demographic is primarily Marquette fans? Um, I believe so. I think you have a fair amount of Wisconsin fans that believe it's a rivalry. Then you have people like me that grew up in Milwaukee, and my primary loyalty was always to the Badgers as a kid, but... Sure as heck, you can bet that I was rooting for Marquette when they weren't playing the Badgers. So I, I, I don't have the hatred, you know? So I, I I have a complicated relationship with Marquette. And I don't – I don't – so, okay, I hate Marquette. I don't consider Marquette a rival, but I hate Marquette if only because Marquette purports to be a bigger deal than what they are in, in the state of Wisconsin – and the idea that you have to root for both Wisconsin and Marquette is just mind-boggling to me. I have I have had my family members tell me, "Why aren't you rooting for Marquette? They're a Wisconsin team." No, Marquette sucks. I'm not rooting for Marquette. <laughs> I mean, it is fair. In other states, there's no it's the same state root for them complex. Yeah. Like you go to you go to Texas and no, it's the same conference, but, but everything's bigger. Texas, in, but everything's like, bigger Texas than Texas. And, 
I don't know what that, that has to do with anything. Yeah, but what that, that has nothing to do with everything. Did you say that has nothing to do with everything? That has uh, nothing. Oh, <laughs> I'm cl- I'm clearly not gonna speak the right words when I overslept our initial re- recording time. I'm a little groggy. I graduate it, in five is, days. Okay, so you graduate. Okay, so we were talking about this before we came on. You graduate in five days. But you still have finals afterwards. Yeah, but I'm not done for nine days. Someone explain that to me at UW Madison. You... Feel free to t- feel free to tweet at them and ask them why that's a thing. Yes, and please include us in the in that conversation so that way we get tagged, and then they they wonder what this random podcast is adding them for. Could we um get back getting back to the Marquette thing, Kyle? Do you think we should ask for Nigel Hayes' thoughts on the? I, you the, know what? I bet he has totally rational and not at all incendiary thoughts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nigel Hayes, quote, from after the game, quote, This rivalry doesn't mean much to me. I'm from Ohio, so I don't really care. I just look at it as another game that we have the ability to go out and win against a good team and try to get ourselves better as a team. He goes on. But I guess since I am here, we had a little bump last year in the road referencing the loss to Marquette at home. But water always finds its level. Big Brother always rises back to the top where we're supposed to be. Nigel Hayes is a treasure. I think that's the best way to put that. Nigel Hayes played the whole the whole rivalry aspect very well. All week he kind of said, no, I don't really care. And then in the post-game press conference he kind of said, no, I don't really care. So that if the Badgers had lost and the inevitable questions come to him, he's like, well, I don't really care. But when they win, he could still be like, I don't really care. But here's a subtle jab at Marquette players because I'm never going to play them again. Wow. So I, I was just I'm looking at like historical Nigel Hayes stats against Marquette. Last year, he played all 40 minutes. Wow. And scored 10 points on 4 of 18 shooting, which is not good. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. In two thousand, in the two thousand fourteen season, he played thirty six minutes, and scored five points on two of eight shooting. In two that in the two thousand thirteen season, he only played ten minutes and scored two points on one of five shooting. Man, this was the first game he's played this, of the of his four years at Wisconsin. This is the first game where one can actually say Nigel Hayes didn't completely suck against Marquette. That's that's a fair assessment because four for eighteen. Um, that's that's a. Uh... Once again, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. And that was also that was also a forty-minute ordeal last year that immediately had followed the forty-minute uh, game against Milwaukee that Wisconsin lost at home. Oh my gosh, Bo Ryan was running that kid into the ground. He, <laughs> I forgot. He t- Nigel Hayes took nineteen free throws against Milwaukee. Yep. Yeah, he scored what thirty-one points. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Oh. That's close. That wasn't even uh, the most free throws he attempted well. in the in the game that season, last season. Um, he took more. He took more against Indiana at home. Yes, sir. He did. Twenty-two. And he hit. And he hit his last eleven or twelve, if I remember correctly. Huh. Are you impressed by me or by the twenty-two free throws? A little bit more by you. I'm kind of afraid, actually. I mean, I was there. I was covering the game, so these are the things that I remember. I don't remember the national championship game against Duke, but I was there. I... Which oh, which which does get me to the next to my next point. Oh Kyle. no, that's this is a bad segue. So I I had so much fun. a Saturday night. It was like one a.m. and 
Wait, not this, only this were last my Saturday. This was after the Marquette game. Oh, okay. So my my roommate and I were watching the 2013 national championship game, uh, like Michigan against Louisville. Don't ask why. I don't know why. We just were. And um, I was playing around on uh, BartTorvik.com, friend of the friend of the pod, friend of the brand. Yes. Yes, uh, Bart Torvik, great stuff. Check it out, barttorvik.com. It's all free and it's all advanced and it's all great. Bart, anyway. if you're listening to this, you owe us like 20 bucks for that non-existent ad read, by the way. Yeah. 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 Anyway, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good ad read too. Good, but it was pretty good. Um, a Wisconsin. This is not relevant to the point I'm trying to make, but Wisconsin is the best defensive rebounding team in the nation. Okay. <laughs> um. So from 2002 to 2016, get this, Wisconsin, given their tournament, uh, I'm not sure how exactly it's calculated. I believe it's probably by seed and then by by um, opponent, by like adjusted by opponent, for opponents, by how far you and then how far you make it in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, had number the 14th best chance of winning a national championship. So that so that's obviously boosted by two Final Fours and then an appearance in the national championship. Yep. That makes sense. Yes. I'm not sure exactly the science behind it, but that's what they were. They were ahead of Michigan State, Kyle. Wait, why Why is this supposed to surprise me? Because you think of Michigan State over the last 15 years, and you're like, oh. They've yeah, been but, but those two programs. Wisconsin years were... So, I mean, you probably... Michigan State's made like four Final Fours in that time. Over the last three years? There's, there's no way. Oh no! It's from 2002 to 2016. Oh, oh! You're saying it's 15 years? Kyle. Oh, I was thinking you're talking span. like a shorter time spent. Oh, okay. No, I get no, 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 no. They're, They're much higher. Michigan State. Yeah. Michigan State didn't they make like two title games or just one? They lost to UNC. They lost They're, to the UNC in like, also, like that 09 game, right? I think I figured out that there have been six Big Ten teams in the national championship since 2002, and they've all lost, which it is was, amazing. It was Over six. Illinois, Michigan yep. State, Ohio yep. State made it twice or once? Once. Play along at home if you're listening. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. Yep. Let's see if you can get the last one. This is the big, this is the tricky one. Okay, okay. Let me Let me back this up. Let me back this up. Okay. So, okay, I'm gonna I gotta work backwards now. Okay, last year was Villanova, uh, North Carolina doesn't count. Then it was Wisconsin, Duke, Wisconsin lost. Mm-hmm. Then it was Michigan, Louisville. Yep. Oh, uh, there was a UConn. Wasn't there a UConn win in somewhere? UConn beat Kentucky. UConn beat Kentucky. Yeah. Uh. Oh God. Are we, count- could- are we counting Maryland? Are we counting Maryland in this? Uh they they won that game. Who did they beat? Was it Indiana or Purdue? It was Indiana. It was Indiana. Oh, the goodness, the Big Ten is bad. Yeah. Yep. And actually, the that uh, Maryland was the lowest. Te- was the team with the lowest chance that actually won. It's because they ranked twentieth, and that's because Maryland hasn't done jack in anything else since. Exactly. I think they've probably made what like they made the Sweet Sixteen last year, and they probably made it once before. There was over the off season. There was a SB Nation uh, Big Ten site that shall not be named, who refused to believe that Wisconsin was a uh, the Big Ten favorite this season. And I was like looking at like law historical success over the last like ten fifteen years or whatever. And I remember just like the only two schools that like could boast like the best 
school over the last like 10, 15 years was like Michigan, Michigan State and Wisconsin and maybe Ohio State because they had such strong regular seasons like five years ago. But Maryland did not do well the last like 10 years. I mean, they've, they've, when, when they've got their new money, I mean, they've started doing something. But yeah, Maryland hasn't done a whole lot. And I mean, last year very disappointing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know Virginia is seven and five in the NCAA tournament since two thousand two? I feel like they've lost to Michigan State like at least three of those times. Well, at least or at least yeah. twice. At least twice, and then Michigan somehow State lost, lost to like fifteen seed last year. I think Michigan yeah. State and Virginia were Virginia were on, were on like a collision course again last year. They were year. on the collision course. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, everyone had that in the bracket, and it was all cool, and everyone's like Tony Bennett screwed, and then he ended up being screwed anyway because they played Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, Big Ten has a ninety-one had a ninety-one percent chance to win a national championship in that time, and had no titles. Eleven Final Four appearances. Only eleven. That seems low, actually. Well, I mean, I like I, I like I understand, but like that's still that's still surprising. I mean, has it only been Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State, Indiana, Michigan? Lost. Michigan made Michigan. a national championship game. Yeah, that's right. Michigan once, Illinois once, Indiana once. Indiana. When did Indiana make the Final Four? Kyle, we just talked about this. They lost in 2002. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah. But yeah, it's primarily been like Wisconsin, Michigan State, Ohio State. So, there are games coming up on the schedule, aren't there? There are. There are. Yep. Uh, yep. Do you Green think there are really of any importance? Um, we can cover Green Bay very quickly. Yes. Uh, Green Bay likes to have lots of possessions. Um, Wisconsin Wisconsin's not. probably gonna—they're probably gonna turn the ball over more than you want, but they're probably also gonna score a lot of like their points per possession on possessions that they don't turn the ball over. That should be—that should be a new stat. So it's gonna it, be high. Is Wisconsin gonna turn the ball over simply because, like, just on like a volume rate because they're going Both. to be so many more possessions, or because Green Bay's defense is good enough that they're going to first force them? Both. I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'm trying to. I'll try, try to crunch some numbers right now. But I don't think Green Bay's defense is great. Not great, Bob. But I mean, they've they've got like an average turnover turnover percentage rate. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty average. But so I mean, okay. maybe they'll turn some, turn the ball over more just because they play it's at such volume. a faster pace. Yeah. I was under the. I I was just based off what I've seen from Green Bay. I was under the idea that, you know, they force a lot of turnovers, plus volume equals more turnovers, but. I guess it'll just be based off volume. But yeah. still, the Badgers will probably turn it over more than you want, like mm-hmm. 15. Yes, something like that. I mean, 20% Green, Bay, Green Bay's the sixth fastest team. Holy shit. Yeah, they, uh, Link, Link runs them, man. But, I mean, you gotta, you, this, you, but you got to run when you're a bad team. You got to, well, okay, I take that back. You shouldn't run when you're a bad team. You should slow the ball, slow the game down and try to limit possessions and then occasionally squeak one out against random opponents. Man, Kyle, you have no idea how much you just once again played into my next my next fun stat for the. <laughs> and the fans. best part is we didn't plan any of this. No, we didn't. You just wow. Uh, okay, so um, I I have w- been reading some. I read some interesting things about how Badger basketball has been historically boring. Yes. Um, a that's just wrong. But B. I did I did some 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 fact checking, okay? Okay. And I mean low scoring, sure. Historically some there was a lot of Bo Ryan teams that were low scoring, but 
a lot of that was because they're great defensive teams that don't have a ton of possessions. Anyway, from 2012 to 2013, that season, the infamous Ryan Evans season, yes. games, guess how many games occurred out of, so let's see, guess how many games the Badgers had out of the 31 that didn't go to overtime that year in which both teams scored over 60 points? Does that, that make sense? Yes. Uh, I'm going to say six. Four. Oh, boy. Four so, games in which both teams... So, think, okay. Wrap your mind around that. Okay, let, let, me, let me look through this quick. So, 77-70 against Arkansas in the 64-possession game. Oh, boy. Then the next one wasn't until a lot of... <laughs> there was a stretch... Four of five games where the Badgers' opponents scored either 51 or 53 points, and the other one, they, Nebraska, scored 41 points. That's awful. Yep. There was, oh, there was a 70-66 loss to Iowa. Yep. There was the... was that an overtime one? No. Okay. No. There's a couple overtime losses in there. There's only, one, there's only one overtime loss, and no okay. one scored 60 Never points mind. in that one. All right, then I don't know why I, why I added that modifier. Uh... <laughs> Illinois was 74-68. Penn State was 63-60. And that was it. The, the, the two Badgers overtime wins were both in 60-plus uh, games. Oh, that, okay, that's why I have the modifiers. Yes. They did have overtime games. Yes. Okay, well, and Kyle, guess how many times they've already done that this year? Six. Five. <sighs> Soon to be six with the amount of possessions that Green Bay will roll out probably about 70 71 possessions maybe more maybe less maybe but green bay like takes like six seconds to shoot the ball hey their average possessions like 13 and a half seconds give them a little time like 10 seconds to shoot 10 seconds i mean but still average 13 seconds that's like nba stuff right there yeah i don't know I don't expect so, the game to be particularly close in any kind of form or fashion. I don't. Let me put this put it this way. I don't expect a repeat of last year. I think that's the safest thing I can say. Okay, I agree with that. We should get lots of guys on the floor. Yes, uh, presumably because we were rushing the court because we scored 150 points. Okay, hold on. So, how do you feel about rushing the court in college basketball? Are you are you a proponent or are you a detractor? I'm a proponent of fun having. Okay. It's What's... like bat flipping and baseball. Yes, absolutely, have, have absolutely. Okay. So, hypothetical for you. Okay. Let's say that you play an absolutely terrible basketball team and you're a good basketball yep. team. What is the point margin at which you would need to beat an opponent by before you can before you can reasonably consider court storming? Well, I mean, I'm not like court storm under any circumstances. No, 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 no. But like, but like, is there a, like a scoring margin in which you just storm the court because you destroyed an oh. opponent so well, badly? Now we're getting into the territory of just like being mean to people that are bad at sports relative to your team. Is it like? Um, is it like a hundred? Like you would have to win by like I would say. Points? Yeah, if you want, if you if you won by hundred. I mean, if you're up by like sixty. No one's sticking around to the end of the game. No. I mean, if you're up by 100. 
because that would be, <laughs> be that funny, would like be a team alt- wins by a hundred wins by a hundred and like they're celebrating like they pulled off a huge <laughs> upset it's like it's kind of funny and i would love i would support it college kids go have fun run onto the court just don't hurt anybody also yes please don't hurt anybody that's bad. that's 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 the caveat like there's bad things can and do happen with these circumstances so maybe like a delayed rush like if we make everyone understand that we're going to rush the court but they get like 30 seconds to get off the court mm-hmm. go have at it have fun college kids so looking forward to the end of the season there are only two games on Wisconsin schedule that they are currently projected to lose and that mm-hmm. are, and those are those Indiana and Purdue games to start or to more or less start the Big Ten season after their right. first game. Interesting. Very interesting. And Very then after that, though, they run off a streak of like seven, eight games, seven games, six games, six games that they should win pretty easily. Yeah, I would say... Minnesota's not bad, actually, shockingly. Yeah, so, yeah, That's what is home. up? Is, is good old Richard well, Pitino actually kind of coaching a competent basketball team? Um, I mean, the metrics like them a lot. Interesting. The metrics also like Ohio State a lot, and Ohio State. I'm going to say the same. Yeah, like at the beginning of the season, we were like Ohio State. They're not like actually good, are they? And so that's what I'm going to say about Minnesota right now. I've watched them and I haven't been impressed. But hey. so like Ohio State confuses me because they've played basically trash teams, except for Virginia, who they lost by two points yep. on the road at. But then they also lose at home to Florida Atlantic in overtime a week ago. Do we have can we reasonably reasonably say with any certainty what kind of basketball team will have stayed? Yeah, right how now? yeah. A question I mean, not like Bart sits through you're you are you are on Ken Palm, I'm on Bart. Yep. Get a little bit of both. Um what what Ohio State does to make them ranked thirty eighth, I mean like they lost to Florida Atlantic. That's so bad. I mean that that dropped them nine spots too. Which I guess I guess they started off really high, so they have dropped a significant amount. But I mean they started the season thirteenth in Ken Palm and they're currently thirty fourth. Okay. But I mean they were twenty fourth when they played Florida Atlantic. So if they don't lose that game, or if they play that game even remotely competently, they're probably still a top twenty team. Wow. It'll be interesting I, to see how they play against UCLA this weekend. Um, for the fifth time of the show, Kyle, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Uh, I think on that note, we will probably hang it up for the night. We will recap Green Bay next week, whatever events unfold tomorrow night, or tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday. It's going to be fun, baby. It's going to be lit, fam. And then we'll probably... Touch on the fact that Florida A&M is a basketball team that exists. <laughs> the, the one of the worst basketball teams that exists, but they exist. Hey, I was trying to be nice, Kurt. Sorry, it's okay. I forgive you. And then I from there, mean to, we're, we're mean on this show to bad teams. We are. We're so but we mean. like them. But we like them. So unfortunately, we ran out of time, and we did have another question from one of our listeners about future tournament hopes, and I think we can cover that next week. Is that okay, Kurt? Yeah, we'll be able to. Yeah. Um, and then we'll kind of talk about other random finals week shenanigans as well. I think they'll be fine. The Badgers? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, because they have finals, and they should do well because they're smart. All right. They've got knowledge, and knowledge is power. Thank you. You're welcome, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> As always, you can find us on Twitter. You can bother us there. Uh, I have other words. Nope, I don't have other words. This is an awkward ending. I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye, Kurt. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening good, to, to good another night. episode of Guarded Optimism. This was an episode of Guarded Optimism. You can follow us on Twitter at Guarded Optimism, at K.A. Ashour, and at Kurt Hull. Thank you, and go Badgers.